G'day punters, welcome to the deep dive powered by puntingform.com.au. It's a sectional database, it does everything you want, black books, speed maps, class benchmarks. So that's how fast they go for the class of that race. So it's a really good way to measure how strong a maiden was, for example. All average benchmarks, so you can just, which is sort of what everyone else uses, you can just measure everything across everything. Um, we're punting form um, till we die, you should be too, Peter. Um, we're also mailbag till we die, and how good, how fat, how joyous, how glorious was Saturday. The, it was, I'd say, as perfect as weather can get in this state. Absolutely. In this time of year. Um, the sun was shining, the light little breeze, just in case you got a little bit too hot because you have to wear a suit and the members. Um, there was a plentiful amount of, of good people out there, mainly clients offering me free dardos uh, in between races. God bless you, Josh. Um a couple of likes, I've your names, but we'll do. We'll see you again this Saturday. And um, an amazing career we had. Ross Brody bought the Young Streets. Um, he was running around like Santa Claus in the members, dishing them out to Tigsy. Um, <laughs> I think Jackson Cook, who's racing manager at Elton Zara. I think everyone sort of... He, had to, he went out into the non-members, which he said was pretty dirty, which is a bit low of Ross because he's from Swan Hill, but um, <laughs> to, to even feed Jackson. So... Um, Amazing crew, amazing day. Um, and everyone won. Game, isn't it? It feels great. Everyone's a winner. And, and most importantly, um, General Bo was enormous in <laughs> inferior lanes. And that was the third leg of your double and triple. Yep. And all three of mine hit. So I am I'm so... I can feel the suit being fitted upon me as we talk now. It was... I don't know. It's it's hard to be up too upset, really. But I'm not sure you can probably see a meeting better than we did between us. Mm. And well, the, still... the Jew ass, the Jew ass, or Jew ass, or full credit to you. You beat the market. Uh, it killed him. It's trying a huge figure, and then yep. I, I don't know. I, I, maybe I just got a bit lazy. I missed it a bit. You know, like I couldn't see it how you saw it. And um, but then when you went back. It's there to be seen if you looked in the right places. How, what, what sort of ceiling do you have on that horse? Well, that's that's the hard part because we're now into that unknown territory. I've got that small little query still over the horse, going over two thousand, and obviously it's performed well third up last prep again this prep. I mean, look, it's it it does it did you know as a three year old in the Oaks and the what Queensland Derby, it's run over those slightly longer distances, but against like the seasoned horses. I don't know, I just have to have that small little knock on them. But, you know, that's that's the one start where I reckon you got the got the price, got the cash. I'm, I don't think I'll be following your next start, I'll put it that way. Is it a 2,000-metre horse? Uh, look, oh. it failed in the Caulfield Cup. Yeah. On the, I think it was a quick backup from memory. It might have been the Wednesday backup, Pete. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Was it? Yeah. And that's Pete. It was in the market, but not the market, you know, like mm. $15, $30 chance, something like that, I reckon. So that's 2400 incentivizes Caulfield Cup. The logical step for me would be they step up and trip slightly. Yeah. Or what would you think they're going to do? I think they will step up and trip, but I, I just... I'm looking at this race and just going, Spanish Mission was so enormous up front. Like, it only just got tired late. 
Mm. I'm just thinking wherever that horse goes, that's the one that I want to follow out of this race. The rest he of the was, field, meh. He was very much handlebars down, yeah. uh, J-Mac, on Saturday. I mean, the Spanish mission went faster to the 600 in the, in the Melbourne Cup, but that's, you know, the Melbourne Cup. Mm. Um should we start talking about this, the new market and well, what J-Max... I mean, it's still staggering, isn't it? Like, it's probably the most interesting race of the year and we're, what, two and a half we've months lo- into it. We've lost a lot of champions in sport recently and I think um, Vale, Home Affairs, good luck at stud, <laughs> my man. I He's mean, not coming back from that. He did He's look had sensational, didn't he? And he, he walks like... Oh. He's a nice. He's as nice a type and walker and everything as you'll ever see uh, on type. And I reckon he's smart. And I reckon J Mac fucked him. And he's a smart horse who walks good. And he's going to go. You know what? <laughs> I'm big boy. I'm not putting myself through that shit again. Look, I, I agree to a certain extent. But we were sitting at what, like the two fifty, right? And as they've gone past us, there's about the four, four lengths difference between the inside of the track and the outside of the track. Now, I thought when I'd be looking at the data, it would say Home Affairs actually wasn't going that quick and then I've got that completely wrong. But yet, still, the only horse that really made a lot of ground on that outside, besides Levante, was Artorius. <laughs> and like, Who was drawn too. Yeah. So yeah, Froggy knew it didn't want to be part of the, uh, the other gang, which has filled the first or four of the first five at any price. It's just... It's so staggering to think, but that race was well and truly shot with about 350 metres left. Yeah, like, I think what, I think that's a really important point to make. So if, if James McDonald was an apprentice, he would cop a three-week ban, probably, for what he did. <laughs> but to the eye, when you watched it live, it yeah. was perfection, because he was humming. So maybe the stewards wouldn't do anything to him if he was an apprentice. So I don't know. Yep. But he, was tra- he travelled the lux. At the 400 metre mark, assuming the outside was superior from where we were sitting, <laughs> it was winning. And uh, But to the horse's credit, like he's completely gassed. That's like suicidal tempo. Yeah. Uh, the only other time he's gone that fast in his career, which wasn't as fast as Saturday, was in the Everest. And he yeah, failed on that I, occasion. My, my, my theory, like most things, relates to like a human. Running at like, you know... 98 percent in an Everest, and then going at 108. That those little extra lengths from 10 to 15 mm. are fucking going to really, really hurt. Whereas, like, say, going the five, the five lengths different from 10 to 15 is going to kill the horse much quicker than going five to 10 lengths. Yep. Going 10 to 15 is what I'm trying to say. Uh, unbelievable. The the ride on Artorius. <laughs> the zig. The zig or the zag, however you want to describe it early. Does he walk tracks, do you reckon? Was it the track? I I still don't know. I've got no idea. Uh, Well, if you look look at the the overall meeting data, Mm. uh, the the winners constantly, um, like, all day long, except for the, the first... Like two, the two-year-old fillies, right? Two-year-old fillies. So yeah, you ignore that anyway. Ignore it. Uh, they're all inside. Yep. I think General Bo's run was was big in that race, which we'll get to. Uh, I don't understand 
what he was thinking, given the way the track was racing and the data that he would have had in his head. But maybe he walked the track. Um, I certainly thought on Thursday that's how he'd ride the race. But I didn't expect the inside like, to be superior. The inside was good all day. Cardigan yeah. clanking up the inside late. It was very hard to run on. And just a quick FYI like, to that, let's roll the dice and Mark Zara's kissing on four cheeks who sat wide and just pissed in. Give him an extra tick or two. Yeah. Big performances versus the shape of the day. But as you said, um, still in those same lanes, isn't it? We're talking lanes five to ten on punting forms wide. So you can just see that. It's fat. Consistently. I, I think Artorias goes really, really close to winning if he, if he held the inside. Um, you know, but I, I'm not completely bagging the ride, but he made the decision. And if he got it right, it looks like a genius, you mm-hmm. know, going from two to the outside lane and winning. But it ended up that Barra 2 was probably the best Barra in the race, so he looks like a moron at yeah. this point in time. But that, that that sport, that's horse racing, that's riding horses, you know. Sometimes they're going to look like complete and utter morons, and then other times they look like absolute gods. So um, I kind of feel a bit sorry for Froggy because he, he rode the good horse, this meant-to-be-good horse, Zaresta, Zarasto, uh, who was awful, I thought, pretty weak. <laughs> um, paraded like a monster. Um, would have cost a shitload as a yearling. Um, it wasn't a stupid tempo, just and I couldn't handle it. Mm. But yeah, you often talk about as well the track and trip horses down the straight. Well, the astrologist September runs. What's that? All track and trip horses. They mm. we just didn't really have any line on how Rock and Horse and Levante would go. But clearly, that New Zealand form they're both coming from is pretty hot in hindsight. So. I think they also the results heavily dictated by this like this the ridiculous tempo. Mm. This is like a 300, 400 meter race as opposed to a twelve hundred meter race for tempo. You know, like there was there was this concern over home affairs getting twelve hundred because mm. he knocked off mate's trip over a thousand, right? So then to go from that to this, yeah, fascinating to see if he has one more start. Ah, oh, it's gone. <laughs> I, 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 he went twice as fast to the 600 as he went last start over 1,000 metres. And they had to run another 200. Yeah. He went 7.5 above the all-average benchmark to the 600 in the um, Black Caviar Lightning. He went 15.7 to the 600 in the new market. Yep. I reckon we won't see him for a fair while. He might trial, you know, they might try and give him one more go and just be really nervous about him and then scratch him and then say he's done a tendon <laughs> and then is that stud. What about Lost that's and Running? That's favourite. Oh, yeah. It's a touch he's, cynical, but yeah. Uh, I mean, look, the other, the horse that started favourite was Lost and Running. He's a big beast. Yeah, the, that, that was the interesting part, wasn't it? The, the market hated home affairs. Yeah, it was real soft light. And have you ever seen a better horse in the mounting yard? Uh, Maybe, but we're both not sure. We can't think of one off the top of our heads. Yeah. It's, it's a beast. It's a proper beast, isn't it? His, his first season at Stud will just be... Yeah. And then, yeah, you also had Quantico as well that was firm late, but that was... I think it almost jumped single figures, did it not? Uh, thereabouts. It was, it was hovering around it. Yeah. yeah, it was... I don't know what you do with Lost and Running. Yeah. Like, it's gone shithouse. Like, really, really bad. The market wanted to be with it. It was a really nice horse. This is a Group 1 over 1,200 metres. These are the nicest types of horses yeah. that Australia like, racing has. Uh, big, 
big beast, real like bit bigger horse, sort of like long balanced horse. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you do with it. Maybe the hunter form isn't that good. <laughs> Shock horror. Mm. All right. Look, the the new market, I think there'll be plenty of opinions coming out of this race. Um, we, we did touch on the Australian Cup. But look, Think It Over was favourite in that race. I, I reckon it was probably a pretty decent performance. I had a small just query on it, first start, Flemington. I've always just got that small query when they have to go, you know, different track for the first time and especially going the other way, um, which I believe that was the first time it was actually running the Melbourne way. So I thought it was decent enough of a good tempo, but, you know, that I thought just might be level. Steel Prince was weak. Afraid okay. I was blessed in run. Cascadian, I think it just wanted to be outside horses in the straight. He just sort of couldn't get in there with momentum. Yep. Um, I think Ho-Ho Khan's either flying... Or this race is a bit chinky. So what I'm suggesting, what I'll be doing personally, is what we talked about on the escalators on the ride down. It's just full credit to you, Peter, and I'm not betting in these sort of races <laughs> unless I have to. I reckon they're sort of turn takers, and you might get them right and make some money, but you're just as likely to dust it. Um, Spanish mission's going to improve. They're all going to improve sort of thing. You know, Duas yeah. will be $4 next time. Do you want to be with it then? Probably not. I, I, I think they're turn takers, and I think it's a um, from a punter's point of view, a sort of form line, and just race types to avoid. Yep. Well, uh, kiss on all four cheeks killed them in the Shaftesbury. Um, she just looks better than that Group Three company. And if there's a fillies and mares race, Group One, at any stage between now and the end of the year, you think she'd be putting a hand right up for it. This is where, like, when we're reviewing it to calm down off a big day, like, I just love this horse because, um, like, she she was the icing upon the cake yeah. for me. And she fucking pissed him. She was going so fast. I don't think he could hold her. And, like, going so good. And then it's like, fuck. If it was anyone, like, if it was, apart from, let's say, a handful of riders, I, I would have been shitting my pants, you know? like, <laughs> fuck, we've gone real early here, Mark. Yeah. He, he was about four lengths in front of him when they went past us. There was yep. still like 14 seconds of the race to go. Um, I reckon it had a little bit of an edge on him fitness-wise, some of those horses in the yard, but not a massive edge. It wasn't like... It certainly wasn't a race where we thought, oh, we're, we're, I'm really happy with the pre... Uh, like the fixed odds bet we had. Yep. Um, I think, is this the Shalot race? Yes. Like, geez, it looked good. Rich hips looked good. Uh, a couple of horses looked really forward. And just walking grouse. Crosshaven looked really good. Um, so I think that sort of leans to having a bit of faith in this horse. And it, and you look at the profiles, like running over 800 metres in a group one run third. So it's going to get further. I think if there was more tempo or a better horse, horses in this race, it might have won by even further and won, like run a much bigger figure. Yep. Um but I'd hand over to you for, for its ceiling. I, I I would just say that it's basically just from my point of view when I look at the data and I, the reason why we back this horse is it's just maintained that sort of trajectory that it looked like it was on. Yeah, the Group 1 mile race on Derby Day 
you know, perfect candidate. What is it, the Empire Rose? So they call yep. it these days. Yep. But perfect race for it, you'd think. And it has that tactical, like just a little bit of versatility with that tactical speed that put it into that, like yeah. that good spot. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit like iffy early. Um, there was zero in run punting for me in this race. It was just all about watching <laughs> and praying for this horse, and um, Mark slotted her in. It was. The thing I like about her is that she can handle slow tempo. She's got that turn of foot to sprint, but she can also go with them when they go quick. So she's just automatically got a lot more versatility than a lot of her rivals. She tightened up just nicely from when I last saw four weeks ago at Ascot. Like, no concern with the parade at all. And the price drifted, which was wonderful. Mm. You know, you're always like a little bit iffy. Like, do I take the early price or do I wait and see how, how she parades? And yeah, I got... Well, it's just added to the glory, didn't it? Yeah. You know, like, you just sort of had to have a little bit more on. And and then, like, God bless the market, too, for steaming into Shalo or Shalot, who walked like a very scary horse if you weren't on it. But the, the steam made it such that it was just like, oh, fuck it, just have a bit more on kissing all four here. Yep. You know, like, if it was 13 bucks, I probably would have chopped it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Where's and, next? Well, you know? I was going to say, I mean, we probably just have to mention the last race briefly. I mean, for, for those who had Cardigan Queen, one out in the quaddy or... Or oh, last leg of the multi. Yeah. I think you were pretty stiff. I thought Socialists improved from the mounting yard big time. Yep. Big run, Daisy's um, backing up from an Oaks prep. Um Full credit, Dan Bowman, one of the good guys in racing, and um, not John's best work, but he you know, he <laughs> he rode like God last week. So we sort of spoke about that with Froggy. Yeah. You know, they're, they're athletes. They're riding sixty kilo. They're riding sixty k's an hour. They're going to make a lot of bad decisions. Um, and that's that's just that's just the the risk we take, and it's nowhere near the risk they take, I guess, is it? No. Um, strong figure flying mascot race two as well. Oh, it's just a good horse, isn't it? Well, let's talk about this for a bit. I was explaining this over a dart with a couple of punters out the back. Like when this horse wins, so we've backed Flying Mascot, backed the winner of race four out of the Bendigo Maiden and yep. Kissing All Four. And I'm saying like when Flying Mascot wins, I'm winning just about the same amount, but and I've bet more because it's a shorter price. But it's like a sweet rider. Let's keep going. It's just like a relief. Yep. Whereas when the other two win, it's like it's like validation that you know what you're doing. Like it's, <laughs> I don't know how or why, but um, there was a bit more angle there. This horse is just fucking legitimate. It's yeah. properly genuine. I, it, I was thinking about it just to myself when I'm reviewing the meeting this morning. Has it got maybe, I, you could almost give it two or three lengths on this run if it was a better horse in this race that asked it to do a little bit more. I get fucking pissed in. Yeah. Uh, it's going at a similar level to what it was doing last prep, and that was running, you know, it ran fifth in the Empire Rose. We're just talking about that. Fifth in a group one when an SP $10 behind Colette. Like, just seems it's to be fucking airborne. Yep. It's completely airborne, this horse. It's an ATM. It's it's, it's the safest bet there was on Saturday. It's mm. bomb-proof map-wise. Up to a mile is a massive tick. 1,400 to a mile. Like, it goes to Mooney Valley, it's going to be suited. Caulfield, yep. going to be suited. Flemington, suited. The only other place it's going to go now is Randwick or some 
Metro Metro Tractor pinch big prize money. It's it's almost boring how good this horse is. Yeah, just a proper good horse. All right, was there anything else that you wanted to follow out of the card? Yeah, I quite liked the. Um, obviously, I loved the performance of Let's Roll the Dice in race four. Yeah. Um, big bet. Great price. It beat a horse called. Um, stand by, stand by, and get your pens out. Get your pens out or get your phone out, put into your notes, or if you use some type of app to, for a black book, which you should just you should just make a note and then go home and put into your puntingform.com.au black book where it, it emails you and says, hey, hey, knackers, your horse is in in two days. Yep. Charlemagne was favourite and big spruik to knock off Let's Roll the Dice on debut at Bendigo. Let's Roll the Dice beat it convincingly. But didn't have didn't start shorter than it. Let's roll the dice. Come out and pissed in, like gapped them here. This was a big win. I think Charlemagne is. It'll they'll go up two twenty, two fifty somewhere. It'll start at dollar sixty and hopefully just win. I'll be on with you. Um, I think you can follow Let's Roll the Dice and you can follow Kissing All Four Cheeks with confidence. I think they weren't overly suited first the day. Yep. Um, I think this Brosnan, Gerald Ryan, Ben Mellon Road, out of that Let's Roll a Dice race is above average and will win the race. It's only had two starts, both at Group 2 level. Um, I, I thought this So You See, Peter. Yes. What, did, you, did you see it? I did not. Oh, it doesn't... So You yeah. See in race five where Yearning was bloody plain, looked like a moral out of the yard, I thought. Never, yeah. ever again. Ever again. Um. Every possible great ride, John McNeil. Nothing. Um, this so you see, who brought Packenham form, so I didn't even exist to me. Yeah. Um, I, I love the performance here. I, I think this is a horse with upside. I think it's a lightly raced little little filly with a bit of um, sort of scope. Peter, yep. like it's gone from a maiden to a group two and run fourth. Uh, if you ask me, a bit greedy, and they're obviously not punters, which is a bit concerning the owners because I would have stepped my way right through the grades to earn every bit of prize money. But they've gone from a maiden to a group two, big run. I think so. You see, is a horse to, to follow. Okay, like it, like it. All right, this week, what have we got? We've got Hillside Wednesday. There's I, the, don't, I don't know the Valley Friday do. night, the Alistair Clark, uh, which is the group two over the <laughs> Cox Plate distance. Flemington All Star Mile. So we've got Warnable today where we bet. We won yesterday to Chuka. God bless you, Jackson. Yep. Uh, Ballarat tomorrow, so it's basically an RDO. Um, yeah, Labrokes, full set of prices, race by race, mounting our mail. Um, kind to Maidens, Chance, Packenham, must miss, RDO. <laughs> uh, Terrain, unlikely. Geelong on Saturday, probably bet the Maidens there. Yep. Get the work done. Um, that might be a job for uh, intern Lindsay to, to, to... That might be his debut for pricing. And then, um, ooh, unlikely Sunday, but you never know. Swan Hill. Yes, I feel like um, I don't know how to say this without making you have to edit stuff, but I feel like um, you could say it is the season of the hot worker currently. And uh, Swan Hill is a very scary place to bet in when the um, the hot workers are in town. Okay. Well. Bye for now. Bye for now.